Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the PD Sports Podcast. We are here. As promised, we got the big relegation special on today. Damo, how you going? Not bad, mate. Not bad. Been thinking about this one all week. I cannot wait to break this one down because this is going to be a cracker. Yeah, 100%. Can't wait. If you want to see this as a video, make sure you jump over to Paulie29 on YouTube and make sure you watch it there. Leave a comment and a nice, or a nice comment in particular. Let us know in the comments who you think you're... Bottom three is going to be for relegation. I think we need to just get straight into this topic. Relegation, what a season it's been. The table is absolutely mental. I might whack it up on the video here for you guys as well. Anyone from 12th down with, what do we got? 10 games to go. A couple of them have a game in hand on each other. But like, yeah, basically 10 to go. 12th down. Eight teams. All, are all <laughs> in trouble. And that's what we're going to go through today. I think... The best place we're going to start is probably Southampton, who, yeah. you know, we spoke about it a while ago, but, you know, a couple of months ago, were absolute shoo-ins to go down. And the reason that this fight has become the way it's become is because they're only two points out of safety now. And, you know, when they had uh, old mate Jones there uh, at the helm of their managerial reign, he looked like they was going straight back down to the championship just with a different side. What have they done differently since getting rid of him i just think they've just found some belief and you know that's the thing and they're come they're becoming a little bit harder to break down to uh i think when you played Southampton, you expected them to ship goals yeah they, they actually have quality going forward like not quality quality but they've got guys but they've got guys that can cause issues they always have i think there's a couple of their midfielders that are really good in there right um and james ward prowse is always going to cause issues for any side whatsoever um, my big take out of this whole podcast is going to be he won't be at Southampton next yeah, year. Yeah, no, he deserves um, better. In saying that, though, if you have a look at their last five, two draws, a win in that, that's the sort of stuff when you need to make up points, even if you can find one point. That's one point game. That's not a one point game. That's not two points lost. Yeah. Especially the other teams around you are losing. Especially when it's so tight as well. Yeah, that's the other thing I was going to mention. They were a long way away. And now they're actually only, what, four points back from 12th? Yeah. Which is nuts. nuts. I will say that a few of the teams do have games, games in hand, yeah. but Palace has played 28 games and they're on 27 points. And they yeah. play 28 games and they're on 23. You're telling me that if this was a normal year and they were in 18th and they were trying to chase 17th or 16th with four point gap? Yeah, you'd I know. be saying whatever. There is a, look, and this is the funny thing about this pod, and this is the great thing about this relegation battle, there is a world where they go on a run and they finish mid table. I know, that's scary. <laughs> After like literally being Bookie's favourites to. To be at the drop, really, through probably six, seven games. Yeah. Um, after getting rid of Ralph and then bringing in Jones, and then now they've gone in the other direction now as well. It's just mental, like how close it is. You know, they've had a couple new players that were a bit off the scene that have come in and, you know, taken over. I can't particularly think of names. I know Ward Prowse has really been the one that's driven. He scored a few crucial goals. Che Adams has sort of been up and about. They've got that young Argentinian striker as well who scored a couple just before the international break. So. You know, Theo Walcott's, you know, come in and, you know, had an impact, which who would have thought that would have been the case as well. So for me, Southampton, you know, we'll get into what our bottom three looks like. Potentially could be someone, as you said, if they get a run going, could get somehow out. And it'd be a great escape, really. Oh, it would be. It depends on their fixtures as well. Like, um, you know, we tend to go, you always got to have a target of how many points you're going to get to as well. Um, and with those amount of points that they could get to, is that enough to keep them up? So if you have a look at their last 10 fixtures, it's like, it's West Ham. I think they're good enough to have a point there. Man City, obviously, right just off. right at it off. At home, could get a draw. The big one's in 31, though. They got Palace. That is the definition of a six-pointer. They're at home with their fans. 
I almost back him to win that. Yeah. There's reasons as to why I back him to win that, and I'll get into that when we talk about Palace later in the pod. Yeah. Arsenal away, forget yeah. that. And then right the other off. six pointer is Bournemouth. For me, even and then they've got Newton Forest in thirty five. For me, they play enough of the teams in and around them that they can make up enough points to stay up. Second thing with that too, they play Liverpool on the final day. Could be already out by then. It could be already out the zone and who cares. Or they could be fighting for their life and how home. bad we've been. Yeah. We probably are a team you wouldn't mind on the final day because I think you can get at us on, on our day because yeah. we're that bad. They've also got Fulham and Brighton and that too. And Forest. Yeah, I think there's enough games there where you look at the points. They could realistically target another 9 to 12 points yeah. if they can get a run going. But there's also draws in that, so they could get six, seven. That might even be enough to keep them yeah, up. Yeah, depending on what everyone else does. That is true. Like, I will say that I think that you need about 32 points to get there, which means they'd probably need at a minimum two wins. Yeah. And for me, they probably need a win against Palace, Bournemouth and Forest. If they win those three games and find a draw somewhere else, yeah. I think they might just do it and I get out of the zone. What I like about their fixtures as well, just having a quick look, is that they split their six-pointers with games that they're just expected not to win. Yeah. So you can rotate a little bit. You know, there's you can see there's no real short turnaround. You go from the 9th to the 15th of April, the 22nd to the 28th. So they get yeah. rest in between. Whether they want to rotate, it's up to them. You probably, you know, justify playing your full-strength team anyway. Yeah. But they get those two big games at St. Mary's. Yeah, and That's it's huge. Massive. So they've had they must have, they've had a lot of away fixtures early against some of those sides. So, you know, we'll get into Southampton a little bit later around um, where we think they might end up. But let's move over to the you know stay in the south of England. There, let's get to Bournemouth again. Another team that early in the season were uh, very heavily predicted to go down. Early days with Scott Parker didn't look fantastic. <laughs> the the nine nil probably fast tracked that. Yeah. Um, resignation, not resignation, but that firing of uh, Scotty Parker, and in comes old mate um, oh, Gary. What's his name? O'Neill. Yeah. As caretaker, and then they've obviously taken him on full time. Playing a bit of a different style. I actually don't mind watching Bournemouth. Um, I think they play with their strengths. I think that's the main thing. If you know that you can play to some sort of strength for your side, may as well. With Scotty, look, and I feel with Scotty Parker a bit because I actually think he's, he's got a, a good very, manager. He's good, got a good footballing brain and plays a good brand of football. I just feel like sometimes you just need to know and take your medicine and play in that pragmatic, play to your strengths sort of way. If it is with the big boy up top, which is what? Well, Solanke and Kiefer Moore. Moore. Yeah, and if it means lumping balls to Kiefer Moore, then so be it. I like actually watching him. I can understand the game plan. Yeah. And I think that's the other thing is teams need to have a game plan if you're going to look to stay up. They've got two wins in the last five. Again, they've got a game in hand on Southampton, but they've also got a game in hand on the teams who are on 28 points, like Everton, for instance, and Palace, and Wolves. If they win that game in hand, they're on the same amount of points that those three teams are just listed. Yeah. They win, they go to 27 points. Their goal difference is what? what negative 29? Yeah, that's what's going to hurt them. It's not good that Liverpool drubbing is probably an extra point back. I look at that as an extra point because yeah, it might come it down to that and they're not going to make it up. Um, but I think there's enough about Bournemouth that they can do something. I think the key for them is if Solanke stays fit in this run home. Correct. Because he, from when he got injured, there was a pretty significant drop. And it might not be that he's going to score all the goals, but... Just his presence creates a lot for them. And I yeah. think that's really the big factor for Bournemouth. So when we start looking at them longer term, I think for him it's, you know, does he stay fit? We'll have a quick look at what they've got coming up in they the short term. They've got that big term. game against um, Southampton, Southampton. We know that. They go Fulham, Brighton, Leicester, 
Spurs, West Ham, and then Southampton. So they're going to get all these games in hand out the way prior. So they're playing a lot of football yeah. before game week 30. So they're playing two this week, at, you know, Fulham, Brighton, at, both at home. You know, whether you split that two points, whether you can get a win in one of those and lose the other one. Got a target, Fulham. But Leicester away as well is huge. Massive. And game. West Ham at home before Southampton, then with Leeds straight after. So I think their fate will be known. Palace in 36. And that too, they're well, they're Everton on the final day. <laughs> oh, jeez! So Bournemouth have a lot to play for. That's what we're learning. Bournemouth here. have all the fixtures you want to be in this situation. Yeah, if you don't have the hands. points on the board, but you got it in your hands, that's the thing. I know that they're in the relegation zone at the moment, but it's in their hands at the moment because guess what? If they win those games in hand and, and they win out. against the other teams mid, around them, mid table, they're out. <laughs> they're <laughs> out probably going to say that about most teams though. Yeah. Because I feel like there's ten games to go. You're probably going to play four of those teams around you because yeah. there's so many. Because there's eight teams out of twenty. Yeah. That are around you, you're going to be playing, and the whole shape of this running is going to change, and it might even be out of teams' control because other teams are going to get results, and that's what's going to be interesting. I think in the next two three weeks we're going to really see a divide between the top four of that and the bottom four of that and yeah. I think there'll be a bit of a breakaway so we'll see what that happens there but we'll unless move on will, unless they all draw against each other and make it even more <laughs> tense towards the end and we'll have to do a whole other video about the tighter uh, circle of that but let's move on to a team that I did not think at the start of the season we'd be talking about in a relegation fight and it is West Ham that is correct who on paper have one of the better sides in the league let alone you know sitting in 18th spot here They've only played 26 games now. So they've got two games in hand on a lot of those teams that have played 28. They're sitting there on minus 10 goal difference with 24 points. Again, fitness. We said this last year. They got very lucky. They had a good run all the way through the season. No injuries. Bar, Skamaka, who was in and out all the time. But Bowen picked up the slack. Antonio picked up the slack up front. Everything else is clicking this year. Very, very different. You've had drop-offs really from Suchek and Sufau, who were critical players. Johnson hasn't been the... You know, the player that I think they were hoping for him to be at right back, he's not bad, but he's not taking that next step. Yeah. For them, I wouldn't say quality is the issue. I think Moyes, again, it's just one of those ones. Has he has he taken this team to the point where he can't do much more with it? I don't know. Because he's had investment there. There's been some money spent, not so much this year, which maybe the board thought they had the team there. Is it the drop-off maybe of no noble? have the standards dropped off the pitch maybe because he's not involved even though he's at the club still there's a lot of things going on there's a bit there there's a lot of change you know Declan Rice maybe there's rumblings of him who knows is the atmosphere what it was last year that's what I'm starting to question because yeah. you can't go from a European semi-final and pushing for further European spots one year and then maybe is it fatigue because they've been playing since July for the last two years I don't know There's a lot. Of, there's a lot there for West Ham. I think the one thing you would say about West Ham is that the quality is definitely a, uh, you know, not a question. Um, for me, Bowen has been absolutely uh, a shadow of himself from last year. His form last year was, he was nailed on for England. He's unplayable, yeah. Um, so, look, with that being said, I think when your biggest players are missing, Declan Rice has got nothing else really around him. Suchek hasn't really popped up. Suchek popped up with goals last year. Yeah. That hasn't really happened. The one thing I think that is the blessing in the skies, they've got two games in hand. The crazy thing is they win both of those games. They're on 31 points. They're then four points clear of Palace. 
or three points quicker than Paris. So they might be on 30, sorry. Um, well, Palace is that game in hand and Southampton's part of their double up this week. So, yeah, win both of those and they're safe. Lose both of those and I don't know what the fans and everyone does at that football club. A club like West Ham in the spot they're in at the minute cannot afford to be relegated. No. They cannot. That would be very disastrous. It's disastrous for most sides, but that parachute payment ain't going to help them at all. Um, so with that being said, it has to be a case of we need to grind out results. Is that them playing the same way that we have been? I think it is, but... Um, or does Moyes need to change and go really, you know, yeah. throw up shot, make sure we don't concede, even if we're not going to win a game, draw the game nil-nil. Very Everton-esque yeah, days of Moyes. Um, you know, with, uh, you know, Cahill up top with what, what was it, not Martins in behind? Or I was trying to think. Who oh, was Osman. The, Leon oh, Osman in yeah, behind. Yeah, that's it. Um, Stephen Pina. Yeah, one of those, uh, you know, Moyes tactical genius moments. Um, because, look, I think they've got the right, and this might sound ludicrous because they're there, they've got the right manager in charge for this. Yeah. I think Moyes knows enough about how to keep sides in the Prem. Yeah, that's fair. And I think that's one of the biggest ticks. And that, why they haven't probably flicked him yet. Yeah, and it's one of the biggest ticks that they have over everyone else. The game's in hand, and they've got the right manager in charge because he's been here and saved teams Yeah. before. Um, with that being said... If a few more results go against him, I think it'd be very interesting to tempt to flick him. And I wonder what Big Sam Allardyce is doing because yeah, I think he'd lick his lips going in there. Back to West Ham as well. Look, they got Southampton, Bournemouth, Palace, Brentford, Leeds, Leicester as part of their last. What have they got? They'd have twelve games in um, yeah. left. Very doable. And again, we'll get on to West Ham a little bit later. Next up, Brendan Rodgers again, another club that again you don't think they're going to be you know, yeah. lingering around. Um, relegation. Looking at their form at the moment is absolutely dreadful. They've not won in their last five. Nah. Again, you talk about quality when you're talking about guys like Vardy, Inacho, Barnes, Madison, Tielemans, Ndidi. Enough going forward, but Leicester's whole problem this year has been goals. Like the other way, they're just even when they win, they win four two, three two, four one. Like they're always conceding, and defensively, we've known that all season. They just don't have the quality. They've never really replaced Maguire and and um, Fafana yeah, as well now. Never really. So have. haven't had stability at the back. So Inchu has dropped off an absolute cliff from when he first came he looked, in. Looked really good when he first came in. Vestergaard's not the answer as well. Like that was a very um, panic buy from Southampton. And they got they got Benderek as well. Do they from Villa who was now at Leicester? Um, they've got old mate. Um, Fayez as well, who yeah. you know, probably most famously known for scoring a double at Anfield for yeah. Liverpool. Good guy, good guy, good guy. But that's my worry. Ward-Iverson's not a great combination in goal. Ward's had games where he looked all right, but you know, is it the defence making his life harder or is he making the defence's life harder? There's moments where it's both. Bit of both. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest worry for Leicester is, and there's two reasons uh, that this is the biggest worry, they never replace the leadership of Schmeichel. Yeah, And a that's guy that too. can lead defence. Um, like, I don't think their defence was ever, like, fantastic. No. But they had a leader in net that was whatever. Ward isn't proven to be that guy. I do think he does a good job for Wales, don't get me wrong. Well, it's his first year as a yeah, correct. starting goalkeeper in the Premier League, too. you got to remember I that. I think if Leicester had their time and a lot more time in the window, you got to remember, yeah, Schmeichel went late, they would have signed a keeper. And I think... Should have done it in January, though, I think... think. At that time, they were kind of looking, oh, we've started to get a bit better, oh, we'll be okay sort of thing. This is the first time I've seen Leicester really make a bad 
footballing decision. Their board's been fantastic. Yeah. The second free reason why I think this is not going to be good for them is they've got the wrong manager in charge for right now. Yeah. Frank Rogers, think Rogers, and I love Brendan. I think Brendan was fantastic for us at Liverpool. I think he's a, he's a very good pedigree of a manager. This sort of dogfight relegation thing is not his strong suit. Yeah. He is not made for this. It is. And his team's not made for it either. No, this team is, we're going to try and have 60% of the ball and we're going to knock it around. We're going to try and get our very good players like Harvey Barnes and Madison on the ball and we're going to look to break lines with Barty who's in injured. Ian Nacho. Ian he doesn't play. Ian Nacho should be starting him. week in, week out every yeah. single week. But for whatever reason, no manager that goes in the Leicester ever wants to play him. Um, I, 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 it... it it baffles me about the quality he's got. If he played we, this whole season, that'd be fifteenth right now. Well, they got Pats and Dacker as well. Yeah. Um, so who look, hasn't? For me, Dacker. I don't the know. Issue, what the the issue is not up top for me with them. It's they leak too many goals and they don't have a really you know a strong defensive midfielder that's winning that ball back either. But the manager's in and out. That's the problem. The manager's not made for this. And look, Rogers, I have a lot of respect for. I think he could have done a lot of great things at Liverpool. Things went his way in that in that fateful year that never happened. Yeah. Um, I just don't think that a manager that has never really been in this situation to keep a team up is going to. Now, they do have one game in hand on everybody else because they played 27, but West Ham have a game in hand on them. Um, for me, the only saving grace for Leicester is the fixtures are outstandingly good. They've yeah. had a lot of bad run of form. And you've got to remember that right before the World Cup period, straight after the World Cup, that was their best period. Yeah. We're coming into that period again for them now. So, look, when you look at it, they got... A lot of competitive games here. Palace that they... Uh, Palace that they uh, got they're fighting for Bournemouth who they're fighting Villa. for uh, Wolves who historically aren't going to score lots of goals against them which you At know takes some pressure off that defense King you, Leeds Everton Fulham. West Ham on the final day is gettable. Oh, that is massive. I honestly think Liverpool at home, yet again, I know I'm a Liverpool fan and I put a lot of pressure. I just think Liverpool at home is a game that any one of these teams can look at yeah, and go... Yeah, we just can't win away. It's the sort of thing where Sean Dyche for Everton when we get to them. We'll just turn around. Liverpool don't know how to win a game of football and yeah. gear it up as such. I think that's the thing with Rodgers is that where Moyes and Dyche have probably been there a bit and we'll touch on Everton in a second. Um, I don't know how Rodgers can turn the squad into going, okay, it's a dogfight, it is what it is. Yeah. Or where's that mentality coming from the training ground or in the They're match day or in the define. dressing room? Where It's a different calibre of manager. That's why Allardyce... I always relate Sam Allardyce being the best um, at keeping a team up in the Prem. Yeah, he's guy proven. Was, he's only done it once, gone down with so many opportunities. Yeah, and it's because he would go in and teams and players would always talk about the manager would GS up on a match day and the manager would get us that little 5% yeah, edge little in the boost. training field because you knew exactly what you had to do. It didn't matter about the what was going to happen or the performance. It was, is it a draw or is it a win? Losing at an option, and it was about the manager portraying that and getting that performance out of the team. There is going to be, even though Leicester have got a good run of fixtures, there's going to be times they're not going to play well and their defence is going to ship one. Yeah, exactly. Two, right? How does Rogers get yeah. that message across to it's go, no, more. it's a dog fight? I don't know if he's able to because he's not that type of manager. And he's not been in that position, and that's going to be very hard for someone who's been used to winning. Correct. So we'll see where that leads um, Leicester. We're just a bit conscious of time and obviously the length of the video. Then we've got Forrest. I don't think we need to speak too much about Forrest. I think for them, this is the best scenario for Forrest. They would have snapped your hand off for this. I love watching them at home, by the way. Same. I think they've only not scored in like two games all year at home or something yeah. crazy like that. It's, it's their way form. For me, it's how many games they have at home. If they have a lot of games at home, they stay oh, yeah. up. If they have a lot of games away I from home... I would love Forrest to stay up. I would love Forrest to stay up too because the money they spent is ridiculous. The amount of uh, clauses there. If I count it out, they've got Wolves at home, Man United at home, Brighton at home, 
Southampton at home, massive. And Arsenal. Arsenal at home. They're a bit so, more on the away side of things, but you know they've got big, everyone's got big games. Even split. And five and five. Yeah. Okay. So look. I would love them. I think for them, it's Palace on the last day is huge coming after Chelsea and Arsenal with Southampton before that. That Southampton so, game is a must win yeah. at home and that's their last opportunity, I think. And then it's a question how many points they get to. How many points is it to stay up? 32 might be enough. That's two wins. Can they jag two wins? Yeah, they definitely can. They definitely can. I would love for us to stay up. Just historically, they've not been there for so long. Let's keep some of the new boys up. Anyway, we're going to move to Daishi. I think just they're up. <laughs> I just, I, I'm enjoying watching Everton. Because they just go after people now. Like, it's just dogged. It is a fight. I don't know what's just happened here with the lighting. It's just gone dark all of a sudden. There we go. Yeah. It's going to make sure we keep Damo in uh, in focus, I think. That's the main one. Anyway, um, I just can't... Oh, they're defensively looking so much better since he's coming. I know they've only won one in the last five. But they've also got two draws in that. They're just going to keep ticking. They're just going to keep ticking. McNeil's going to find stuff. The hinge on this is Calvert-Lewin has not been in form at all all year. So for me, it's only a bonus. If Calvert-Lewin stays fit and can fight with them, then that's a bonus. But they're showing that they can score with Adam Iwobi's playing well. They're not really conceding heaps of goals. I I know we're not talking about predictions, but I think Everton, unfortunately for us, is uh, <laughs> is going to hold up and stay up because Dyche will just, the same, will just find a way to get it done. Look at that, and that's the thing I want to touch on. I don't want to touch on Everton too much because I think, unless their fixtures are absolutely putrid, which I don't think off the top of my head they are, it's the manager. Yeah. The, the best thing they did was sat Frank Lampard. I said uh, on a podcast many, many months ago that when Everton got Frank Lampard in, they would get relegated. So the best thing they did was they got it in. My only thing I will say is that Sean Dyche will get them enough points to go up. We will know if they're in this fight or not by the end of game week 32 after they pay Palace. Yeah. If they find a way to get six points between Fulham and Palace, they'll find a way to find a point somewhere else. Yeah. The thing is that their middle is really, really, really typical. There's Newcastle, Leicester, There's Brighton. There, but Leicester, they will get a result against, I believe, as well. Man City is Man City. Wolves and Bournemouth to end. I just think they have enough good enough fixtures. And I think they'll good beat Spurs enough. this week, though, too. I think Spurs are a rabble, so yes. I think that's a fair shout. Um, I think they've got a... Great manager for this situation, but arguably the best manager in the competition at the minute yeah. when it comes to keeping a team up. They've got a good enough squad with enough danger that, look, as much as I would love them to come up, I know we're not meant to be making predictions right now, I just think that they're not a side that are going to you know, yeah. get anywhere near this fight either. All right, let's shift it. I think the next two we don't need to spend as much time on yeah. before we get to the illustrious Crystal Palace in 12th. But Leeds and Wolves... Again, it's in their hands. Yeah, I correct. Think. And they all play each other, which is the thing. And you saw how many times we mentioned Wolves and we mentioned Leeds in the run-in with the other teams. Yeah. I think the only one out of those two that are in trouble is Wolves. Because I just don't see the them goals. scoring goals. And sometimes when you're in a relegation dogfight, it's the teams that can find goals in big moments. Yeah. And it's not the same defensive Wolves that we've always seen as well. So for me, I think Wolves is the one where it's a little bit more tricky. I think Leeds... But you back is... Lobotegi, though. Yeah, you do. Good manager. That's the other issue there with Wolves. Leeds, again, you know, under new direction as well. Um, who knows? Like, it's just one of those ones. You know, they've had the new manager bounce now um, for with the me, win. For me with Leeds, it's... They've had the new manager bounce. It's the fixtures now. Because if they get to game week 35 or game week 34 and they are in there and around the relegation zone... Then it's concerning. Man City away, Newcastle away, no, massive. Home, Newcastle. Newcastle at home. West Ham away is never a guarantee, but that's probably the last one to pick up 
three points on paper, yeah. right? And then they got Spurs at home on the final day. It who... would have been adapted to what their situation is now, which is Conte's second-hand man and Ryan Mason again. Yeah, which uh, by that stage, they probably have a manager in, um, Nagelsmann, and then um, from there... They're playing for something for next season. Yeah, that's the other thing, is Spurs might actually have to fire up to try and make Europe. So, uh, look, I think... Leeds, it's concerning fixture-wise, and Wolves, it's concerning because they just won't score enough goals. But I think points on the board is massive in this situation. Um, but yeah, look, it'd be interesting to see how those two go about it. Yeah. I think they've got enough already on the board. They're, one, they're one of those ones that I, I wouldn't be surprised if one of them fell into the zone. Yeah. But at the same time... With but the then find a way out. Yeah, it, it's one of those ones. It depends. I do think if Leeds fall into the zone before their final four games... Yeah, they're, or they're, they're gone. very close. Yeah. They're gone. All right. The last team of the eight, Crystal <laughs> Palace, yet oh. to have won in 2023, have sacked Vieira. They've brought in old mate Roy. <sighs> Crystal Palace. They don't have... like Zaha's not been the same player this year. Nah. Goals are... A concern. Midfield is a big concern. There's no positive. I don't see any positive signs, and we're losing the lighting once again. So bear with us on YouTube. That is crazy. The minute you duck in and out, you, I don't know what. That's so strange. Anyway, what's going on with Palace is just I don't know. Defensively, they're okay. Gaeta has had games where. <laughs> he's kept them alive he, like, I just remember that Manchester United he's game he's been incredible he's is very like, underrated yeah. no one's talking about him at all you know if they keep Anderson and um, Mark Gwaii going but I don't see I don't see the positivity with Crystal Palace at all what do you reckon it's one of those ones where I, I'm big on the manager coming in I think Roy's last dance was meant to be last year right yeah. to bring him back always feels like it's desperation isn't it Look, it, for me, it's a good thing because it gets the fans on board, and I think the fans are massive when yeah. it comes to this. I think fan fan base is huge, which is another tick for Everton as well, by the way. Um, but fan base is huge, manager's huge. Roy has been here and done it all. Is this one step too many? Are we riding off a manager? You know, because well, I don't think he's going to have to do too much coaching. No, nah, I don't think man so management. This is man management, motivation. And I can't so change the team. I'm dealing with what I've got. Yeah, just we're going to play. Four two three one four four two four three three a variation of that. Yeah. Get my best eleven out there. Set up. We've got Leicester, Leeds, Southampton, Everton, Wolves. You're gonna know by the end of game week thirty three. Are Palace in the relegation zone mm. or are they safe? And I think that look, and this is where I think it's harsh on Vieira, Vieira to not get that run of games. Exactly, because they've put so much time and effort into playing that system. And you've got to remember, first half of the year they're alright. Last year... They were fantastic. So, I know why they've done it, because they haven't won this year, but I think it's very short-sighted. They had a lot of difficult fixtures to start. Yeah. I don't think they're in any relegation zone battle, personally. Not yet. If they lose to Leicester, and they lose to Leeds, and they lose to Southampton, and they lose to Everton, and they win the next four yeah. games, then I can understand. And I think Vieira needed to do that. I know why the board's done it. New manager bounce against the teams around us. And we're three points out of the relegation zone and we're in 12. I think Vieira's earned the right after what he did last year and at the start of this year. They look good playing football. And they haven't played bad. There's yeah, been a bit, you know. Not getting the results. I thought Vieira deserved the opportunity. The Roy manager pick is it's good to an extent to get the fans on for board. For a club atmosphere perspective and yeah. it's a legend of the club and, now. But it leaves him in such a weird spot next year. I'm almost... Well, they'd be negotiating now, wouldn't they? But somebody. the issue is, no one's going to go to Palace right now and say, 
I'm going to commit my future to you guys because I don't know where you're going to be. Yeah. And to be fair, I think that what they... Uh, what they've just done by sacking Vieira, and this is a big call here, ladies and gentlemen, they have guaranteed probably their survival this year. What it has done is maybe signed their, you know, death certificate next year. Yeah, and you don't know might, what you're going to have. And I think there's not a manager worth their salt that's going to take that job looking long term. And I think that they might struggle. And look, I know this is a very big call, but I think they survive this year, but they go down next year. Yeah, look, who knows? Depends on the investment, doesn't it? That's so, true. Look, we'll know definitely by the you know the next month of what's going to happen with this relegation situation. Yes, let's go through. Who do we think are the locks? I, I'm looking. I think really, there's one team that's locked in to, down, go, to down. go down right now. Okay, give it to for me. me. It's Bournemouth. I think they're just gonna when it push comes to shove. I think they're just gonna fall away a little bit. Are they twentieth for you? They don't have to be 20th. That's the thing, though. I just think they're going to finish in one of the three. Okay. So, so I think there's enough movement, Yeah, potential movement. I just think Bournemouth are locked in one of those spots because, you know, there's only a, you know, it's just so tight. Like, yeah. they could finish anywhere in that three. I just think they don't get out of the three. I think they just stay there. Yep. Whether it's 17th, oh, sorry, whether it's 18th, whether it's 20th, I don't know. But I think they finish there. I think they finish 20th, personally. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I see a world where they finish 20th because... Yep. A few results go against them, their pressure's on, and it just it becomes a negative cycle. So yeah. I see that. If you asked me this two weeks ago, I would have told you Southampton would have gone down with them. I've seen enough from Southampton now to think that they actually might get out of the situation they're in, which means, though, that there's two big spots. I am I think they will go down, and I think Southampton are probably going to get to 18th. Yeah, see, that's the position. I think Southampton finish 18th, 17th, 16th, and all be separated by about a point. And goal difference. Yeah. And, ah. Oh. Their goal difference is actually not too bad. It's negative 23. You know, look at Forrest's. They've got worse. They've got teams like Wolves and they've got teams like Everton that have similar goal difference. I think now it gets it. I think Bournemouth are locked in. Yeah. Then I think we need to go and lock the teams that aren't going to be in this zone. And I think that's Everton straight off the bat. I think that's Palace straight off the bat. Yeah. And realistically, those are the only two locks that I can give you. Yeah, Everton and Palace. So we're looking at Wolves, Leeds, Forrest, Leicester, West Ham. I'm going to go out there on a limb and I'm going to say West Ham's your lock to stay up too. That's a big Same. call. I think they stay Big up. call, two games in hand, too much quality, decent run of fixtures. Same. So we're looking at Leicester, Forest, and Leeds. Yeah, Leicester, Forest, Leeds, maybe Wolves. Um, oh, look, I think Wolves stay up. I'm going to go out there and say it, that I think that... Wolves stay up. They get enough nil-nils with a Nick win here and a Nick win there at home. I reckon you're... Under Lopetegui. Bournemouth are down. I think Southampton are down. Southampton are down. And I'm leaning Leicester. I, I think, think they can see too many goals. I think Leicester have too good of a run to rule them Ooh, out, though. Forest have enough home games to win. Enough. Ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, very brave prediction. Without a game in hand on all of those, and I know Paul said that he reckons they're going to start with enough nil-nils. I don't think Wolf scoring enough goals. I think they'll mm-hmm. stick in 18th. And I also think that, I think, honestly, Leicester, Forest and Everton will finish ahead of Wolves and Leeds. I, I reckon Wolves, Leeds are lingering down. I reckon there. Wolves and Leeds are going to come down. Who they bring in? They've got old mate uh, from Southampton, don't they? Yeah, I think so. But yeah, Nathan for me, Jones. For me, it's Leeds is an unknown quantity. We don't know what they're going to get. And to be fair, it's only one game in hand. Yeah. What are they? Two points out. And their run of fixtures was it's good early on, 
But remember that last five is horrid. Yeah. I honestly think that there's a world where it's nil nil one one something like that. Maybe they lose one of those against one of the big six pointers. And the next minute, their last five, they go lose 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 lose. So I just see Leicester just playing so many high scoring games. But I think that they'll win enough of those high scoring oh. games though. You got to remember though, they got Palace, they got Villa, which I think they're both winnable. Bournemouth. Winnable. Should win that. Wolves won't put enough pressure oh, on their defence. Winnable. Leeds, winnable. Everton, winnable. Fulham, winnable. They can beat Liverpool. All of a sudden, I'm running off eight games that are winnable. Yeah, the only games I'm rocking them into mm-hmm. lose are Man City and Newcastle. Yeah. I, and they can I draw a lot know. of them. Look at this. Yeah. It's hard. I just it's hard. don't see it. Like, this, this is what I like about it, because it's hard. But I honestly think that's... I think West Ham, Leicester... And only reason I'm saying Forest is I have enough home games that they'll win. Yeah, same. That all three of them will finish ahead of Wolves and Leeds. And I think Palace has got enough about them on the Roy to probably starve that off yeah, too. Same. I, my big prediction here is West Ham will finish in 12. Yeah, just going to run. Just going to run. And I honestly With no think, Europe. And I honestly think Leicester's about to go on a run too. And yeah, probably finish I mean, Leicester have the quality. That's the thing. So yeah. like Leeds... And look, the quality going forward. Vardy coming back to begin at some stage. Yeah, look, that's a fair point too. I think like Leeds again are in that spot where... Leeds aren't safe. Mm. That game in hand's massive, but I don't think Wolves are safe either. I think we've just seen, I've seen enough from Wolves under Lopetegui though. Like that, they'll be all right. I think. Let's have a look at their. I think my, their run. It's a. I don't like the prediction. Like, uh, look, look at like these games are tight, and that's the thing. Like, I think it's, it's Bournemouth, it's Southampton. I, I think it's. I think it's going to be Leeds, or it's going to be yeah. Wolves. I think it's yeah for me. It depends on Leicester and what Leicester turns up. When Leeds still have to play Arsenal, Liverpool, Man City, Spurs, New- Newcastle, Newcastle, West Ham, I think they're going to struggle. I think if they don't beat Forest at home and they don't beat Palace... And they've got Arsenal at the Emirates. They've got City at the Etihad. They've got West Ham at the London Stadium. Yes, they play Newcastle and Spurs at home, which is uh, huge at Ellen Road. But if but they don't get the results, then they're going to go nuts as well. I, I don't... I think that they have to be outside the relegation zone on those last five. If they're in there, yeah. or they're only out by a point or two, they're gonna struggle. I think they'll fall in, which means that I think it's Bournemouth, Southampton, and Leeds, Leeds in that order. Yeah. Uh, or do you reckon Southampton end up in eighteenth? I, I reckon mean, Southampton may end up in eighteenth. I still think Forest will be survive on the final day, and I think there is definitely a world where Wolves survive on the final day. Yeah. Am I really going to go out there and say Everton, Leicester and West Ham are definitely going to get out the zone and pull away? No, but... I think West Ham is the side that will because of David Moyes. And I think Everton won't, but Dyche will do enough to never have that position. Yeah. Leicester's the unknown because it's Rodgers. Because they can go either way. They can either fall away or they can rise all the way out. I'm telling you right now, if uh, Leicester sat Rodgers and got Sam Allardyce in, another, just another yeah. time to mention him, I think that's be easy. Yeah, it's that Rogers factor. Yeah. I don't know with Brendan if this is not his forte. I do think that there's a world if he survives and he gets good investment next year, which to be fair, they should just which they anyway. won't do. Um, then that would be in the top 10 again next year because that's fun. But, yeah. Alrighty. Well, look, that's where we'll leave it for now. We've still got plenty of games to go. We'll probably do another special with five, six games to go on the relegation side of things because the dynamic will change. Naturally. It is going There's that to. many games yeah. that they're playing each other in that you know we might have a, a six-team versus an eight-team situation that we've got now and it might be a bit clearer. So, look, if you've been watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe, comment your predictions for relegation as well. 
let us know. But thank you very much for watching. For those that are listening here on the podcast as well, thank you very much for listening. Let us know either in the Discord or on the YouTube video if you've gone over to watch us actually talk about it um, with the video. Um, but Damo, thank you for your insights on this one. Anytime, mate. Anytime. It's going to be fantastic. We've and, got uh, nine yeah. weeks of football pretty much left um, with no break now. So we go all the way through to the end of the season. There's Champions League happening. There's plenty of other football happening as well. So... Look, I think we're well on our way to finishing off season 22-23. Yeah. Well, thank you guys once again for watching. Make sure you follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, jump over to YouTube at Paulie29 to watch the videos, and we'll see you next week for another podcast.